0: So I'm gonna ask you to stand with me as I read this text, and I know you're thinking, I just sat down, but, but listen, I invite you to stand because by standing, I'm inviting you to make a declaration in your own heart, and that is that God's word is my authority for my faith, that is what I believe, and God's word is my authority for what I practice, how I behave, what I do. And so let me just read through this text. You follow along, but do so silently as I read. And I'll just uh, read starting with Colossians chapter one, verse nine. And so from the day we heard it, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for honoring God and honoring his word. Go ahead and grab a seat. And as I think about living in a manner worthy of the sacrifice uh, that Jesus made for us, my mind went to uh, something that many of you may have thought about this past week. This last Tuesday was the 79th anniversary of D-Day. Uh, that is the storming of Normandy and uh, the, the liberation of France. And, and as I think about D-Day and the storming of the beaches at Normandy, I, I think of uh, a World War II movie that many of you may be familiar with, Saving Private Ryan. If you're not familiar with it, that's okay. Uh, it came out in 1998, but it is a movie that many critics... Consider to be the best World War II movie of all time. The plot is this. There is a Private Ryan, whose brothers had all been killed in the war, and so the government decided, we're going to save Private Ryan. Their family has made enough of a sacrifice, and so we're gonna send an army unit in to find him and bring him out of the war and send him home. Uh, The captain who led the army unit was Captain... Miller, uh, Private Ryan was played by Matt Damon. Captain Miller was played by Tom Hanks. In one of the most pivotal moments in the movie, towards the end of the movie, uh, Private uh, Captain Miller lay dying on a bridge after a particularly bloody battle. All through the movie, many of the soldiers who were commissioned to save Private Ryan had sacrificed their lives in the efforts. And it was with that backdrop that Captain Miller pulled Private Ryan close, and he said, earn this, earn it. And you know exactly what he's talking about. You get it. I mean, we we, we feel what uh, Private Ryan must have been feeling in that uh, scene. I mean, there there is a sense in which, uh, considering the sacrifice that so many made, giving their life so that he might have life, it just seems like Private Ryan owes it to those men who gave their life to live a life that is worthy of their sacrifice. He just owed it to them to live an honorable life. We, we gave that and so in another pivotal moment in the movie a now elderly private ryan visits with his family normandy cemetery he makes his way to the grave of captain miller with his family in the background it's just this private moment between him and he is speaking to captain miller's grave And here's what he says, watch this. Every day, I think about what you said to me that day on the bridge. I've tried to live my life the best I could. I hope that was enough. I hope that at least in your eyes, I've earned what all of you have done for me. I hope that in your eyes, at least, I have earned what all of you did for me. In a very similar fashion to a far greater degree, as a follower of Jesus, I am telling you, there is this notion in your soul, this longing in your soul, this, this, this yearning in your soul to live a life that is worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. There is something within your soul when you survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, something in your soul just responds with, I know, I owe it to you, Jesus, to live a life that is worthy of your sacrifice. When we stop and just consider from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. There is something in the depths of our soul that just responds. Love so amazing, so divine demands my life, my soul, and my all. This morning, I'm not preaching a message inviting you to commit yourself to live a life worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you though that is not a th- bad thing to commit yourself to actually i'm preaching a message saying that yearning that desire is already within your soul uh, you you cannot uh, escape that yearning that desire as a follower of Jesus uh, in whom the holy spirit resides Actually, this morning, what I am preaching is what Paul teaches us, and that is how to pull off uh, accomplishing what we yearn to do, and that is to live a life worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made. As a matter of fact, when we read the words that we just read uh, from the book of Colossians in Paul's letter to them Here's the way I would summarize Paul's word and here's the way I would summarize what Jesus wants us to get out of this message today. Prayer empowers us to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. See, Paul is telling us prayer is the key. Prayer is the, 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 the door into fulfilling this yearning in our soul. Prayer is what empowers a worthy walk. Prayer is what empowers a worthy life. Do you see it in the text? We have not ceased to pray for you. Notice how he says, we have not ceased to pray. He's not saying even, I am praying for myself that I might walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for me. And that's not a bad prayer to pray for yourself. But Paul is saying, I have not ceased to pray for you that you might walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. Why is he saying, I am praying for you? I am praying for you. I am praying for you. Is he just bragging? Is he saying, look at me Is he saying, look at me, I'm a spiritual giant? Is he bragging? Why is he saying that? No, he's trying to communicate to us something that is essential for us today. And it is this, to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord requires God's power more than willpower. If you believe that, would you just say amen right now? We believe that, right? Any of y'all old enough? Students, I'm watching y'all especially to remember Popeye. Show of hands, I wanna see. All oh, right, all oh, right, I love this, all right. I mean, you remember Popeye, he's basically a weakling, uh, but, but man, when he'd get in really big trouble, or, or olive oil was in really big trouble, right? What would he do? He'd break out a can of, help me out now, what? Yeah, you know it. You've seen it, right? And, and he had that pipe. I mean, they used to teach us well, right? And he had that pipe and he had sucked the spinach in through his pipe. Any of y'all remember that, right? And then when he got that spinach in, oh baby, he was empowered with superhero power, right? Let me tell you something. Was a follower of Jesus, prayer is our can of spinach. Uh, but when we... Uh, engage in prayer. It's not superhero power that we receive. It is supernatural power that we receive. And that's why Paul says, I've not ceased to pray for you And so this morning, I want you to think in terms of not even necessarily praying for yourself, though that's not a bad prayer. I want you to start thinking right now in these terms, who am I praying for by name that they might walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for them? Here's the thing I want you to get. Faith is a community sport. It's a team sport. Let me say it another way. Uh, you need to be praying for others and others need to be praying for you. If we're going to pull off walking in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made, you are far more likely to walk in a manner worthy of sacrifice that Jesus made in the context of community than you are in isolation. Think about that the next time you think about, I'm not going to church because I've got a soccer term. I'm not going to church because I want to sleep in. It doesn't mean if you go to the soccer tournament or you sleep in that you're going to go to hell. It just means that you're not going to be strengthened that week to walk in a manner that is worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. Because as it turns out, we need each other. We need a community of faith. We need times of worship and sermons and we need times getting into a life group and we share faith together because faith is a team sport. So let me ask you a real question. No guilt, genuinely, no guilt. I just want you to honestly grapple with this question. Here's this, number one, who are you praying for? By name, that they will walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for them. Who are you praying for by name? No guilt if you're sitting there going, man, I'm not really praying for anyone. That's okay, because the whole sermon, I'm gonna end it coming back to that very question, and I'm gonna ask you to come up with a name of someone, okay? So don't no guilt. I'm just asking you. If you said, Gary, who are you praying for? I'll tell you who I'm praying for. I'm praying for my kids to walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus has made for them. This past Wednesday, I was just reading my Bible, just minding my own business, and I read a prayer that David prayed over his son Solomon. And here's the prayer from 1 Chronicles 29. Give my son Solomon, give, the wholehearted desire to obey all your commands. He's praying to God and he's saying, God, will you give my son Solomon the desire? He didn't say, may my son live in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that you made for him. May he obey. No, he says, God, I'm asking you to give my son the desire to obey all your commands, laws, and decrees. I mean, I'm reading that and immediately God just stops him in my tracks. And and I'm thinking, David, if you can pray that over your son, and I can pray that over my kids. And so I just stopped and prayed through all the names of all of my kids. And I just repeated this prayer over each one of them. And then I just texted them and just said, hey, just want you to know I'm praying this over you today. You wanna to know who I'm praying will walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for them? Praying for my kids. But I'm also praying for myself. Every day when I pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. I'm praying, God, let me live today under your good, kind, gracious rule. You are the king, your kingdom come. Lord, come and reign over my words and my thoughts and my actions and every interaction I have today. Lord, your kingdom come, and Lord, will you give me the desire and the strength to obey, to do your will today. God, may I live in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that you've made for me. So let me ask you, who are you praying for? Is it a spouse? Is it a child, a neighbor, a coworker, a friend? Who are you praying for? Let me ask you a second question, no guilt. Absolutely no guilt. I'm asking you to just consider this question. Who's praying for you? Who's praying for you by name that you will walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus has made for you? And if you're going, I don't know, then then try this. Why not ask one or two people uh, to pray for you this week? Don't ask them to pray for you this month, this year, and the rest of your life, because they're not going to do it. They'll say they will, and they won't do it, because that's too long. So just ask them this week, would you pray for me by name, that I will walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus has made for me? Did I mention to you faith is a team sport? that's why we encourage you don't just come to a worship service get into a life group because in a life group you're surrounded by others who love you and they're following Jesus alongside you and when you're thinking who could I ask to pray for me by name that I'll walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for me just look to your left look to your right find somebody in your life group and just say would you pray for me this week because faith is a team sport and Paul said I'm praying for you And I want you to pray for me. Now, I want you to go with me just a little bit deeper. Because all I've preached so far is, we've not ceased to pray for you, that one little phrase. But I want you to know, it's prayer that empowers a worthy walk. but, But it's a very specific prayer. Students, if you've got your Bible open, notice how it says this. asking. It's a specific prayer. It's not just a general prayer, Lord, let them walk worthily. No, no, and that's not a bad prayer. But notice the specific way that Paul prayed, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. What does it mean to be filled with the knowledge of his will? Do you see that first part of the prayer? Filled with the knowledge of his will. The word filled means to be saturated. Saturated. Literally, it means to be saturated. It means to have your mind so filled with the knowledge of God's will that it's saturated, that there's literally no room for anything else in your mind, that literally you can't think of anything else. Now, where do we find, help me out here, where in the world can we find a knowledge of his will? Help me out. Where? God's word. Our authority for what we believe and what we do. Faith and practice. And imagine, imagine that your mind is so filled with the knowledge of God's will that when somebody cuts you, what you bleed is the word of God. Your mind, when something happens in your life, that your mind is so saturated with God's will, a knowledge of his will, that that's literally all that you can think about. Somebody offends you and you want to respond the way you want to respond, but, but all of a sudden your mind is literally, filled with, saturated with, so that all you can think about is turn the other cheek and you're going, I don't want to turn. Oh, wait a minute, turn the other cheek. I know that's what I've got to do. Or imagine somebody sins against you and immediately you want to hold on to a grudge, but immediately what your mind is just saturated with is forgive seven times, 70 times. I remind my wife of that verse all the time because she struggles spiritually with that, see? See? because I'm sinning, yeah, you get it, yeah. That's on me, not her, yeah. Imagine you see a need and what your mind is just filled with is the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Imagine, you're in a conversation and you're starting to get aggravated and you just want to jump in and give them a piece of your mind. I don't struggle with that personally, but have any of y'all ever struggled with that? It's just to be funny, don't worry, Yes. Imagine your mind, you just want to jump in, you want to give them a piece of your mind, and all of a sudden your mind is just filled with the knowledge, saturated with the knowledge of God's will. It's all you can think about. Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Imagine that. See, Paul didn't just pray, hey, let let those people in Colossae, walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made. He said, Lord, would you fill them with a knowledge, would you saturate their minds with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding? Did you catch that? What does it mean to have the spiritual wisdom and understanding? Here's here's my stab at it. It's Holy Spirit-infused understanding. Understanding. It's not only having a knowledge of God's will, but it's knowing how to actually apply that in your unique circumstance. See, it's one thing to know the right thing to do, know what God calls you to do, and a whole other thing to actually do it. Anyone else struggle with that besides me? You know what God calls you to do, but it's hard to do it. Maybe you're confronted with, forgive our enemies, and you're sitting there going, oh, no, I'm not. And I'm offended that you would even bring that up if you knew what they had done to me, if you only knew how my parents treated me, if you only knew what my ex did to me, you would never bring that up to me. It's an amazing kind? We know God's will, but when we don't have spiritual wisdom and understanding, we can carve out an exception for us. Give God the tithe. Oh yeah, that's, that's cute. If I could just afford to, I can't afford to do that. See, God carved out an exception for me. Isn't it easy to know the right thing to do and then uh, figure out a way? Remain sexually pure, flee immorality. Isn't it easy, students, to go, seriously? That's good for my parents' generation. They're probably not even interested in sex. It's easier for them, but that's not true for my generation. Isn't that interesting how we can be filled with the knowledge of his will, but not have spiritual wisdom and understanding. Y'all like that one, that's good, Dora. come on. (laughs) Get back to the point here, are you ready? All right, so, prayer empowers us. I got three minutes, you gotta listen quick, okay? To walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Let's at least Glance at that part of the verse, right? Prayer empowers a worthy walk. What does it mean to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord? Doesn't it mean to walk in the ways of Jesus? Doesn't it mean uh, to walk in obedience to Jesus? Doesn't it mean to follow Jesus? Doesn't it mean to prioritize what Jesus prioritized? Doesn't it mean giving God your best, not your leftovers? Sometimes it's okay, in certain areas of your life, to not give your best? You go, oh, that's not right, pastor. Don't I don't want my kids to hear that. No, 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 think about it. If you ran a marathon yesterday, wouldn't it be okay to just not even run today, or if you did run today, uh, go at half speed or a quarter speed, right? If your team is up by 30 points and there's only 30 seconds left in the game, two minutes left in the game, there's no way for them to come back. Isn't it okay to put in the second string, the third string, let them get some playing time and rest your starters so you're not gonna give your best effort the last two minutes of the game because the game is already out of reach? But let me just tell you this. There's never a time when it's okay to take a day off from walking in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. Never a time when it's okay to take a day off from following Jesus. Never okay to take a day off from living uprightly and morally. And so then, how do we pull it off? Paul's not preaching here, pray for yourself. Though is it bad to pray that for yourself? Please say no. Is it bad to pray for yourself that you might walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you? Yes or no? No. But that's not what Paul's saying here, is it? Paul's saying, I have not ceased to pray for you. So here's what I'm inviting you to do. Okay, listen to this. Who are you praying for by name? I'm gonna ask you right now to just get out a pen, just write down the name of someone that you're gonna pray for every day this week. Just get out a pen, write it down. You go, I knew you were gonna ask me to write something, so I didn't bring a pen. Okay, just write it in your mind. And you're going, no, no, what I'm gonna pray for is sitting right next to me, I can't write it down. No, 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 the second thing I'm gonna ask you to do is to let them know you're praying for them. So go ahead, just do it right now. You'll accomplish both things. Write down the name of someone and then let them know, I'm praying for you that you will be filled with all spiritual wisdom, all the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might walk in a manner worthy of the Lord this week. And then I'm gonna ask you to just pray this week. Listen to me. Faith is a team sport. Second question was this, who's praying for you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite you to ask someone to pray for you this week. You go, I don't know who to ask. Okay, if you go eat with someone today, talk about this at lunch. I dare you, I double dog dare you to be the first one to bring it up at lunch, right? And then ask whomever you eat with today, would you pray for me this week? Uh, pray for someone and ask someone to pray for you that you might walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. Here's the thing I want you to understand. And I'll close with this. The very first step to walking in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you is to become a follower of Jesus through faith in Jesus. And if you've never done that, you can't walk in a manner that is worthy of the sacrifice that He made for you. See, Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and His kingdom is crashing into this earth. And what He did for you is He died on a cross in your place. He was buried in a grave, but He conquered the grave, conquering sin, death, Satan, and hell. And what He invites you to do is to repent of your sin, place your faith, your trust in Him, believe in Him, and then commit yourself to follow Him. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe, Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. And and Trace is gonna come and close us out in just a moment. Uh, But but listen, I'm gonna be right back here at this Next Step room. And if you would like to know more about how you could become a follower of Jesus today, we would love to talk to you at the Next Step room. If you're a guest today, I'd love to meet you. Come, I'll be right back there. I'd love to meet you. You need somebody to pray with you about something, come to the Next Step room. We would love to pray with you. But here's what I'm really, really asking you to do today. As a next step, pray for someone and ask someone to pray for you. And here's why, here's why I'm asking you to do this. I texted my kids on Wednesday. On Saturday, just out of the blue. One of my kids called me and just said, Dad, I've got a meeting and and I'm just wanting to know how to handle this meeting in a godly way. And, and, and how, 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 do I, how do I do this? And I, I told this child the wisdom that God gave me to share and this child said, okay, the meeting's in 20 minutes. I gotta hang up, Dad, because I gotta pray before the meeting. You know when I connected what I'd texted on Wednesday with what I experienced on Saturday this morning where I'm like, wow, God, I didn't know prayer really works. This is pretty cool. Okay, I knew prayer worked, but I didn't know it was going to work that fast. I want you to experience that. I want you to experience praying for someone and all of a sudden they're calling you and saying, hey, I'm facing this. Could you give me some wisdom? How would Jesus handle this? Would you pray for me? Hey, I've got to pray that I might walk in a manner worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for me. I want you to experience that. That's the reason I'm asking you to write down the name of one person that you're going to pray for and ask one person to pray for you this week. If you'll do it, I'll ask Trace to come and dismiss us. Will you do it? Say yes. Yes. Amen. I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Trace, come and close us out and pray over us because we need prayer.